Section 46 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 46. Sunday, September 1. We had a solemn, melting season at the love feast in the morning most of the society present. We afterward went to St. Paul's, heard a sermon preached by Mr. McGaw, and received the sacrament. Monday, too. Met the leaders and stewards to look into the temporal affairs of the society. After dinner we rode to Burlington, nineteen miles, and preached on, My Spirit Shall Not Always Strive With Man. Jersey. Tuesday, 3. Rode to Trenton the town in a great bustle with the court and the French troops. My subject was the Syrophoenician woman. The congregation was large and serious. Ah, poor gospel heart in Trenton! But a few have been converted of late. Thursday 5. I spoke with plainness to a multitude of people at Egbert's. Some, probably, came to see us taken up by the magistracy. At night a drunken man applied to have his wife's name blotted from the class paper. Anon came two more to demand our passes. We were threatened with desperate work in the morning, an attack on the road. We saw neither harm nor them. In Germantown there came a gentleman of the committee and examined our passes. He treated us with great politeness and told us what the law required. Brother Tunnell's pass was pronounced valid, but mine was not, because I had not the signatures of the proper authorities in the counties through which I had traveled. I pleaded ignorance of the necessity of this. Here appeared to be the secret. The mob had been after Brother Everett with clubs, and it was supposed under the connivance of their superiors. They found, however, that he was qualified according to law. The work of God prospers, and, it is possible, this is the real cause of offense to unfriendly ministers. Saturday 7. Rested from public labors, and spent some time in reading and writing. Sunday 8. Preached to a very gay congregation, consisting of four or five hundred people. There appears to be a prospect of good among them. The priests of all denominations, Dutch and English, appear to be much alarmed at our success. Some oppose openly, others more secretly. The Episcopal ministers are the most quiet, and some of these are friendly. Saturday 14. I came to New Mills after preaching at H's and Penny Hill. I passed through Monmouth and Upper and Lower Freehold. Here lived that old saint of God, William Tennant, who went to his reward a few years ago. Pennsylvania, Monday 16. After preaching at Mount Holly to a crowded congregation, I rode, very unwell and under deep exercises of mind, to Philadelphia, twenty miles. I have preached seventeen times, and ridden above two hundred miles in the last two weeks. I think God will do great things in the Jerseys. The prospect is pleasing, east and west. Saturday 21. I received two letters from Virginia which gave me great consolation. The divisions there are much abated. The work revives. The preachers are in health and well received. Sunday 22. After preaching on the Christian graces, I visited Mr. M. W., 
who opened himself to me on matters of religion with freedom. I went to St. Paul's, and to my great surprise in comes my old friend Barton. He was brought up a churchman, and was awakened without human means. Observing that ministers and members in that church were dead and careless, and finding some living testimonies among friends, he was induced to join them, and thus adhered for twenty years, becoming a public speaker among them. He is now jealous for the Lord's ordinances. He says he could never fully give them up, and must now come to the Methodists. Monday, 23. I began begging for the society that we might, if possible, relieve our preaching house from the encumbrance of ground rent. I soon got about 270 pounds subscribed. Tuesday, 24. I think the Pennsylvanians are, in general, as ignorant of real religion as any people I have been amongst. When the power is lost where the forms were never cherished, the downright ignorance of the heathen, who have only heard of Christ, is the necessary consequence. Delaware, Saturday, 28. Preached in Thoroughfare Neck, 20 miles, and then returned to Wyatt's, and preached with liberty. Thence I hastened on to Dover, and at six o'clock delivered my third discourse, making a journey of forty miles. We know not what we can do until we try. Sunday, October 6. I preached in White's New Chapel for the first time. It is one of the neatest country chapels the Methodists have on the whole continent. My subject was Haggai 2, 9. In this place will I give peace. Tuesday, 22. I have had large congregations in several counties of the states of Delaware and Maryland, and have been humbled before the Lord that so many people should come to hear such a poor worm as I am. If any good has been done by my poor labors, to God the Lord be all the glory. I am this day in Dorset Circuit, and have preached for the first time to about three hundred hearers. Saturday, 26. Quarterly meeting at Thomas Avery's. The first day had about five hundred people, though rainy, and I had life and light and liberty in speaking to them. Lord's Day, 27. We met at seven o'clock. The people spoke with great life and simplicity. At noon it was supposed there were not less than twelve hundred people, to whom I spoke with divine aid from the latter part of the eighth chapter of Mark's Gospel. Attended quarterly meeting at Barrett's Chapel. I was greatly afflicted in mind. I could not accomplish my plan, to send preachers to the backwoods, where they are greatly wanting. I have been counseled not to leave the peninsula. This advice I shall not follow. Saturday, November 16. I have been employed in making large extracts from Baxter and Burroughs on church divisions. I think every minister and Christian ought to read these works. Monday, December 2. My soul is kept in constant peace, and shall make her boast in the Lord under all her trials. Virginia, Sunday, 8. Preached to a wild, hardened people at the old church, in King and Queen County. In the evening spoke at Stedman's. My spirit has been clothed in sackcloth since my coming into this state. My hopes begin to revive. Wednesday, 11. I wrote to Williamsburg, formerly the seat of government, but now removed to Richmond. Thus the worldly glory is departed from it. As to divine glory, it never had any. I preached in James City Courthouse. 
the place has suffered and is suffering. The palace, the barracks, and some good dwelling-houses burnt. The capital is no great building, and is going to ruin. The exterior of the college not splendid, and but few students. The Bedlam house is desolate, but whether because none are insane, or all are equally mad, it might perhaps be difficult to tell. Sunday 22. We had a solemn time at the great preaching house in Nansamon County. Tuesday 24. I rode through Suffolk. Alas, for these Olivarian times, most of the houses here, except the church, are destroyed, or more or less injured. New Year's Day, 1783. I have passed through Gates, Hartford, Bertie, and Northampton counties, in North Carolina. I am now in Southampton County, in Virginia, and have this day preached in St. Paul's. Monday 6. After preaching at H.C.'s, we rode twenty miles to Greaves's, where I met with Mr. Jarrett. On Tuesday he preached for me at R. Jones's. I exhorted. The meeting was lively. Tuesday 14. Wolsey's Barn. Cold day. Cold house. Cold people. There has been preaching here for seven years past, yet the society declines. Friday 24. At Brother Holmes's in Mecklenburg County. My soul mourns for the deadness of the people in our old circuits. We have great calls to South Carolina and Georgia. Monday 27. I preached and the people seemed attentive. At present there is a good prospect of success. Saturday, February 1. Our quarterly meeting began in Mecklenburg Circuit. I hope God will favor us and revive his work here. Sunday 2. I was very unwell. Brother Blank held a love feast. At noon I was much let out on Mark 8, 4. I am quite dissipated with company and greatly desire retirement. Tuesday 4. I offended some at Colonel Bedford's. They could not bear the thoughts of a possibility of falling from grace. Friday 7. Being unable to reach the quarterly meeting at Henley's, I consented to preach at Brother Crowder's. God is my hope and my help at all times. My soul is kept in peace, and oh that I could yet sink deeper into God from day to day. Sunday 9. Rose with a sense of the Divine Presence. I am greatly blessed in reading the latter part of Jeremiah's Lamentations and Ezekiel's Prophecy. I discover how the prophets, who spoke in different ages and places of the kingdom of God, accord in sentiment and language. So it is now with the preachers of the gospel. I had great comfort in preaching at noon, and so I always have after severe trials. Monday 10. Being disappointed in crossing Roanoke on Saturday, we tried again this morning, and getting into Pennsylvania Circuit, after riding about forty miles, reached Brother Martin's. I felt weary, more than I have done for months past. Thursday 13. Rode twenty-five miles, but my horse failing, bad fare and no fodder for him, we did not get in until two o'clock. The people, however, had waited. I was much let out in speaking, although very unwell from fasting, walking, and the exercise of my mind. North Carolina, Monday, 17. We proceeded to the Yadkin Circuit. 
it is well we are on this side the dan river the late rains might else have prevented our going on for a season on our route we passed through salem a moravian town well built after the german manner everyone appeared to be in business we lodged at mr thompson's a settler on the moravian lands which is a tract of sixteen miles square neither was the cabin comfortable or our host pleasing sunday march two came to shorts and preached to a number of people who appeared solemn while i enforced my spirit shall not always strive with man we rode on to l's lodged in a cabin but the bed was clean monday three cold as it was we rode from guilford to caswell county a distance of twenty miles and met with a considerable congregation among whom were a few warm-hearted people i hope the lord will work here here was a cabin with one room a barn and stables i have little time to write or place to read the barn is my closet for prayer friday seven i had a large congregation at hillsborough and there was more attention and solemnity observable than formerly i visited three young men who are to die shortly they wept while i talked and prayed with them i walked to the church it was once an elegant building and still makes a good appearance at a distance but within it is in ruins the calamities and destructive waste of war have been severely felt in these parts tuesday eleven preached at Wimses to about thirty people one or two faithful souls among them the son of mr Wims has been cured of a confirmed dropsy by the recipe of mr p of brunswick virginia who has thought proper to keep his remedy secret would it be a wonder if god should render it unsuccessful or that some judicial dispensation should light on those who will not make generally known a discovery so useful oh what a distressed people have they been in these parts during the late contest to the fightings without were added all the horrors of a civil war within poor brother b t was twice robbed and escaped with his life saturday fifteen preached to some calvinistic professors and sinners the people are very careless and professors are unfaithful what have i suffered on account of these things rode twenty-eight miles to h s oh how this family is changed for the worse black and white now wicked we got our horses and took our leave about an hour by sun and came to sister kembrose where we found the family at prayer we were wonderfully directed along a road i had never but once before trod here my soul is blessed my burden is gone saturday twenty two i preached to a poor unfeeling people at a place the circuit preachers had left we were fortunate enough to eat about eleven o'clock we got nothing more until about that hour next day we pushed on to get to m's arrived there at eight o'clock at night there was no fodder no supper no prayer next morning we started at sunrise and with difficulty getting over the river came to winstead's about ten o'clock here we breakfasted sunday twenty three i have peace i was close and fervent in speaking at the widow t's hard times we can scarcely get food for man or beast wednesday twenty six i spoke at g hills to a proud and prayerless people many of whom were backsliders friday twenty eight 
By getting my feet damp, I have taken cold, and have had a return of my old complaint, an inflammation in my mouth and throat. I could not eat flesh, and have little else to eat. Saturday, 29. My throat growing worse, I was bled in the arm and tongue, which gave me some relief. Monday, 31. Preached at T's and P's with some fervency. The work revives. While I am enabled to praise God for health and peace, I lament that I am too apt to catch the spirit of the people I am among. I want to be more habitually serious. Saturday, April 5. I heard the news that peace was confirmed between England and America. I had various exercises of mind on the occasion. It may cause great changes to take place amongst us, some for the better and some for the worse. It may make against the work of God. Our preachers will be far more likely to settle in the world, and our people, by getting into trade and acquiring wealth, may drink into its spirit. Believing the report to be true, I took some notice of it while I treated on Acts 10.36 at Brother Clayton's, near Halifax, where they were firing their cannons and rejoicing in their way on the occasion. This day I prevailed with Brother Dickens to go to New York, where I expect him to be far more useful than in his present station. Virginia, Thursday, 17. Quarterly meeting at White Oak Chapel. Next day, Good Friday, Mr. Jarrett preached and administered the sacrament. After I had preached on Peter 3.18, I, Cromwell, spake very pointedly at seas, an apostate. He came with great assurance to the door, as if he had a mind to say or do something. But I see called him factor for the devil, full of all subtlety, and maintained his ground. Monday 21. Set out for Buckingham, to visit some who have been separated from us on account of ordinances, and my spirit was refreshed among them. Preached at Brother B's to a kind and tender people. Brother A of this neighborhood had a child of ten years of age that found the Lord in a gust of thunder and lightning, and straightway preached to all the family. At the same time, a poor backslider was cut to the heart. He thought himself to be dying, and cried out against the doctrine of not falling from grace as the means of his fall, and warned those about him of those destructive principles. After long rides through Fluvanna and Orange Circuits, I came to Petersburg on Monday, the 5th of May, and the next day to Ellis's Chapel. Wednesday 7. Our conference began at this place. Some young laborers were taken in to assist in spreading the gospel, which greatly prospers in the north. We all agreed in the spirit of African liberty, and strong testimonies were borne in its favor in our love feast. Our affairs were conducted in love. From Petersburg I proceeded northward. Thursday 22. I enlarged on the fourteenth chapter of Hosea at Adams's church, and feared the subject was nearly descriptive of the state of the people. Maryland. On my way to Baltimore I dined at Colonel Dorsey's. Here I gave an exhortation. After reading the burial service over a child, I proceeded on to Baltimore. Sunday 25. Preached at town and point, and was assisted to be searching. Tuesday 27. We began our conference with what preachers were present. On Wednesday we had a full assembly, which lasted until Friday. 
we had a love feast and parted in peace. Monday, June 2. Preached at Cromwell's on my way to Calvert. Thence rode on through dust and heat to W's. I found my old friends tender. Here was a young woman in deep distress of mind, occasioned by the flight of a whippoorwill close to her, which strangely led her to fear her end was nigh. Rode to Mrs. Hennelis's, a few poor people and negroes, and the minister, Mr. Gates, from Annapolis, attended. I was as close as I could well be. Mr. G. and myself had some talk on religion. He is a polite man. I went alone to the silent woods, and my soul was much melted in prayer, entreating the Lord to go with me and preserve me through all my weary journeys. I had the pleasure of receiving a letter, with a sermon, from Mr. Ogden, a man of piety, who I trust will be of great service to the Methodist societies and the cause of God in general. Friday 6. I rode to Childs's, was close and pointed. Poor C. was very kind. I admire the piety, prudence, and good sense of the Mrs. Childs. Since they have experienced religion, none of the great will employ them. Their patrons, alarmed at the deep and gracious impressions apparent on the young minds of some of the scholars, withdraw their children at once. Sunday 8. I have been well exercised, although I am not so weary as I expected. I have preached three times, and the weather is very warm. I believe the more we do, the more we shall be enabled to do for God and for our souls. I visited Sister R.Y., sick of the putrid fever. I prayed with her, and trusted God with my safety from infection. I went to I. Worthington's, but I beheld such cruelty to a negro that I could not feel free to stay. I called for my horse, delivered my own soul, and departed. Sunday 15. Rode to Bennett's Chapel, a pretty octagon house built of logs. There was an insensible but attentive people. I hope the time to favor them will come. I had a comfortable time at I. Wilson's. They were kind beyond measure. I visited the old gentleman, hoping he had done with disputation. The subject of slavery being introduced, he acknowledged the wrong done the blacks by taking them from their own country, but defended the right of holding them. Our talk had well-nigh occasioned too much warmth. Virginia, Wednesday, 18. After preaching at Shepherdstown, I rode to Boydstown and rested one day. Saturday, 21. Preached to a few people in Winchester. For several days past I have had to ride the whole day, and to preach without eating, until five or six o'clock in the evening, except a little biscuit. This is hard work for man and horse. This, however, is not the worst. Religion is greatly wanting in these parts. The inhabitants are much divided, made up as they are of different nations, and speaking different languages. They agree in scarcely anything, except it be to sin against God. July 13. Preached at I Heights at 10, at W.H.'s at 12, and at W.'s at 4 o'clock. All these were funeral discourses. Rachel, S.Y., was a professor of religion. She dreamed that within three weeks she should die of the smallpox. She thought she heard something strike on the top of the house like the nailing up of a coffin. She took it as a warning, went to prayer, was exceedingly happy, sickened, and died triumphantly. 
Friday 25. The weather has been uncommonly warm. I felt weak, yet spoke closely to a few people. Thence I rode to Pops, where I fell sick, and became unfit for service. I went alone into the fields and poured out my soul to God. End of section 46. Recording by Brian Keenan.